Hello and welcome to This A for Life. I am your host, Alison Smirnoff, and I'm once again joined by Susan Cadman. That's me. And Rachel Hibbert. Are we still here? I don't <laughs> We're still here. Now, I is that a cough, Caddy? No, not at all. <laughs> if a week is a long time in footy, a week is an eternity in a global pandemic. <laughs> Things are changing by the hour. Um, we don't even know if we're going to have any footy this weekend. Uh, but before we kind of unpack that, let's... Um, well, you actually do have a cough. That's chesty. I'm an asthmatic. <laughs> I'm, I'm in the clear, guys. I'm swab you. <laughs> oh, dear. Before we unpack the COVID-19 mess, let's look back on happier times. Last week's games with no crowd. One game had a crowd. Well, that's true. A very small one. Very small, yeah. Friday night, Geelong took on North Melbourne. Geelong were going pretty well until, quite tragically, Nina Morrison was brought down in a tackle and did her ACL. Uh, I mean, look, just watching on TV, it deflated me. Uh, No doubt it really rocked the Geelong players. I'm sure that they wouldn't put their performance down to that, but... It couldn't have not had an effect. But, yeah, and then North just kind of steamrolled over the top of them. Definitely sends a shiver down your spine watching something like that. Um, And it's just one of those things that she couldn't have helped. I mean, she was tackled and it was a good tackle, but her leg was just caught underneath her. Yeah. Um, And was it Britt Gibson tackling her? Yeah. And as, as that player, you just feel awful because you've been involved in it. But... Yep, she'll come back. She's something fierce and she's surrounded by a group of really, really strong-minded and physically strong women. Um, mm. We saw posts throughout the week from Meg Mack and Mel Hickey, among others, just saying how um, how much they've got Nina's back. So, yeah. who knows? Maybe what's ahead this year will just mean that she doesn't really miss out on anything. Well, yeah, potentially. Mm. Mm. Silver lining. Um, I mean, North... Aside, I know we're all big Nina fans here and it was really, really awful to watch. Regardless of maybe the morale in Geelong and the injuries impact and whatnot, North were very impressive. Like mm. just playing their style of footy really hit their straps in the last few weeks and this was another example of them of just really putting their foot on the accelerator, I think. And they, um, I can't really fault them. Friday feels like so long ago, doesn't it? Oh, my God. It feels like ages ago. It feels like an eternity. Yeah. But um, I did watch all the games this weekend, considering <laughs> I was practicing my social isolating. Yes. But now that I think they might have all merged into one. But, no, North were really impressive, um, deserved to be where they are on the ladder. Yeah, totally. I think 100%. Mm. Did Jazzy Garner make the team of the week again? Don't know, but I assume so because she got 18 touches and kicked three goals. Yes, she did. Sorry, I'm just having a look again. I I knew I'd seen it somewhere, but that's six from six. Yeah, that's amazing. Like, she is playing amazing footy. Yeah. Yeah. Those goals as well, they were – yeah, she just dominated. Yeah. When you've got got that strength up front, kicking goals and doing all sorts of other really good things – Hard to beat them. Yes. I still didn't feel like they were relying on her, though. Mm, I think no. they're playing quite well as a team, North. Um, yeah. Have an absolute superstar leading the way, but not just focusing their whole game on her, no. which I think is 
has what's been their key. Yeah. But they've just got so many players that get so much of the ball. Mm. Like if it's not Garner, it's it's Bruton, Carney, Riddell. Yeah. They're just yeah. continuously racking up 20-plus disposals each game. Like they just get so much of the footy. Mm. Yep. Very impressive um, outfit north, I think. They're probably the form team. Would that be – I know Fremantle are obviously – I mean, I think Fremantle North we flagged a few weeks ago actually. Yeah. But still lead per- the way. Yeah, percentage-wise they're poor, far ahead of the competition yeah. in every every other team. So they're at least 70% ahead of Fremantle. Um, so it just shows that, yep, they're a force to be reckoned with they are. Well, the following day I pretty much settled in on the couch for the entire day. <laughs> it, it, actually, it it was quite fun though because I am quite active on Twitter and social medias and it was good to actually just kind of still be hooked into the community virtually even though we weren't, you know, physically at the game. Um, and I know we were messaging each other quite a bit over the weekend too. What was it like? Because I was... I was away again. <laughs> I don't know. I have planned my trips and everything superbly because the time that I am probably going to be isolated is now. But anyway, I was down at Wilson's prom for the weekend um, and so couldn't see the footy scores or anything. I was kind of relying on the two of you to tell me what was going on <laughs> with um, short, sharp sentences, which you did. Thank you. Um, yeah, well, I, I would be interested to know what the vibe was like. Um, being told that it's a lockout for all the wrong reasons um, and, yeah, sitting at home on the couch. Did you have friends over? Did you just do it virtually? What was what was the go? I did not have friends over. <laughs> I, think, I just thought I'd missed another invite. Yeah, so, no. Yeah. no. <laughs> there, was, there was a brief conversation about m- maybe one of us watching the Saturday night game at the other's house, but once I'd settled in, I'd had, you know, a nice – groove implanted in the cushion mm. you know yeah i was yeah but yeah no it was it was weird but i kind of feel like we were all in it together in a way yeah. i had a ripper day <laughs> it was the hottest 100 of the decade i just plugged that in stuck the footy on people came in and out of the house all day yeah i don't know like the thing is that a lot of our friends all watch, watch footy so it's easy to text them and talk about footy i had the same experience listening to the hottest 100 with my bunch of mates who have listened to the hottest 102 forever and ever we all live all around australia all sitting at home with our respective you know partners or kids or cats and dogs and listening to the radio but sharing commentary and i think i had like such a fun day it was so weird to say like mm. had such a fun day hanging on the couch, watching three games of footy, listening to the radio. <laughs> like, <laughs> who would have thought? Like, I'm someone who is never home for more than an hour at a time. So, yeah. And in terms of the quality of football, I actually think, I don't know, this might be a controversial opinion, but I feel like some of the games were a bit better without the crowds because I don't know whether it's the girls can hear themselves better or the intensity lifted or I don't know what it was, but some of the games – seems to have a bit more grunt in them but I could also be completely wrong it's hard to tell when you're watching on television I have no idea Mm, yeah it was I so I went back and I watched the Melbourne Carlton game and just just to note only two games are actually played in Melbourne this week so I mean we probably would have been on the couch anyway yeah uh watching them so I guess we'll have to wait and see what it's like this weekend 
um, to know what it really feels like. But you could hear everything that was happening from the bench on the ground, the the screams of the you know the backline telling each other to line up. Um, it was kind of like being at the tennis when <laughs> you can you know hear the coaches and the ball and you just you're right in the action. I don't mm. know. But I don't know, like that's the way of now as of Tuesday evening. Yeah. Um, there will continue to be games with no supporters. That being said, it was a little ridiculous seeing the fences placed one metre away from the boundary with, you know, 20 people standing there. Like they could have been a metre closer and still not been anywhere close to the players. So, you know, and I feel like the cost involved in putting up <laughs> the fences uh, and the time, I don't know. It was just a funny feeling. The absurdity of players tackling each other all game. <laughs> and bumping elbows and bumping pre-game. bumping elbows. <laughs> or bumping elbows when they kicked a goal. Yep. But but let's tackle and let's probably spit on each other and put our spit on the ball and pass that around. And but use communal drink water bottles. bottles. Yeah. And then when they win, putting their arms right around each other, <laughs> giving each other cuddles singing and singing song. away into each other's space. <laughs> I just... Uh, Look, uh, it was... It was a token effort, but not sure the time and money invested in putting up gates to stop, you know, 50 people coming to watch who were still two metres away from the players anyway. Yeah, and like 80 family members flew to Alice Springs and were let in anyway. Yes, (laughs) and to Adelaide as well. We saw the, you know, GWS families in in Adelaide. Yep. Anyways, it was all, it was all just, it was all sprung on us quickly and, you know, I think everyone adapted. Yeah. The way they the ways they could. Yeah. Flashback a week. <laughs> well, we were euphoric after the cricket. Uh-huh. And I have look I did say to someone last night, look if that is the last major sporting event I get to see this year, this year then I'm kind of okay with that. Mm. But yeah. But are we are we really okay? <laughs> I'm not fine. But it's not I'm footy. Not fine. <laughs> Because even I was thinking, you know, and we will talk about it, but I was just, I'm just, you know, flashing forward. If they do play a grand final to an empty stadium, how shit will they that will. be? They will. They'll they will to. either not play a grand final and the 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 winner will be crowned Fremantle yeah. this weekend or they will play a grand final and it'll or, it'll be Freo versus nobody. North Melbourne and no one will be there. And then, or the third option is they'll do a final series over the next two weeks where the top four teams from each conference will be in and they will have to play a final series without the hype of a final series. They're not mentally prepared for a final series and then they're going to go and play it in front of an empty stadium. Mm. Maybe they can record some crowd noises. St Kilda actually did that. They had speakers. Why they were clapping as they walked off the ground? No, they had speakers with crowd noises. They ran out. I'm not sure if it was on the way off the ground too, but when they ran out, it was great. It was very funny. It was quite cute seeing all of the medical staff um, lining up for all of the runs out, but then they couldn't high five. They just kind of clapped them (laughs) onto. It's just kind of what I need when I walk into work every day, isn't it? Just <laughs> Yeah. You made it. Yay. <laughs> anyway, the <Sorry>. games. <laughs> Brisbane Collingwood. Brisbane Collingwood. Collingwood were Collingwood were great. But do you know what? I actually the games feel so long ago I don't remember. <laughs> I did what not watch happened? this one. <laughs> we um I think all tipped Brisbane. No, 
Did you tip Caddy and I tipped Collingwood? Oh, I don't reckon I tipped. Presumably it doesn't sound like something I'd do. <laughs> hey, guys, I reckon I did. We'll, we'll check later, but I reckon my tipping, I went all right this week. Oh. Yeah, no, I think you actually did. Yeah. Apart from tipping the draw, which was almost on. It was nearly a draw. Oh. It was nearly. <laughs> I was nearly eating my foot. <laughs> <laughs> what did Brisbane not do this week that they've done previously? So with the Collingwood game, I think what happened was they just beat them fair and square in the middle. They yep. just had more of the ball. They were winning all the clearances. And then when Brisbane did get their opportunities in the 50, they just weren't able to convert, which mm. is the difference from the last few weeks, I think. And with Collingwood, not surprising that they played that way. I think Collingwood, they're such a funny team. Like they have, they when they play well, play well, they play so well. Yeah. But then something happens and they, I think maybe the, the pressure, I think when there's teams that put more pressure on them, that's when they mm. just can't play their footy and they don't know what to do. Yeah, for sure. They had a really good spread of goal kickers too, though, I think, on Saturday. And then Benici and, and Davey just kind of were dictating terms. Brie Davey played, playing well again. Yeah. Is she playing up to her best though? I'm not even sure she's there oh, yet. I don't reckon she's even hit her straps yet, yeah. really. Yeah, she's tracking well for finals if they were... Playing finals. <laughs> I mean, if they do the four top four from each conference, yeah. Collingwood are in. But yeah, Collingwood just had more of the football, and that's what will win you games at this level. Mm. And it's a bit of a shame. Charney Layton compound fracture of her finger sounded really nasty, mm. but apparently was she was just patrolling the boundary line <laughs> all game. Just screaming. Uh, just screaming. I think oh. you could kind of, you could actually hear it on the broadcast. It's her best asset. Mm. She's just loud. Like a <laughs> just like a foghorn. Low <laughs> rumbling foghorn just, you know, Hard. through the effects mic. The next game. Next game had the lowest AFLW score. Ever. Ever. Yes. Not a great result for the Tigers. You mentioned before, Al, that you saw... Monique Conti come off the ground in tears. Mm. For someone who had 22 disposals and four tackles and did a lot on the field, what do you think that says? I just think she – I mean, look, I don't know Mon Conti, but I, I would assume she's just kind of taken on a lot of responsibility and she's hurting and she's busting her gut. Yeah, she really cares. Yeah. And news coming in today, Katie Brennan's obviously missed the last two weeks of concussion and looking very unlikely, no matter how the season ends up, that she'll be playing again this year. Yeah. yeah. Um, big hole to fill in terms of leadership, senior leadership in the Tigers. Yeah. Yeah. Considering everything that's going on, there might only be one or two, for them, no more than two games left of football, no matter what. We need some of these young players that aren't Mon Conti to really step up and show some leadership, I think. Just to give them something to take forward, some momentum to take forward for the coming seasons, I think it's really important that they don't just let it all slip now. Yeah. On on the flip side with St Kilda, mm-hmm. welcome aboard Rosie Dillon and Liv Vesley. Yeah. So they were the two biggest ball getters for St Kilda and they were their um, draft picks this season. Mm. Um and then, of course, you've got Patricios as well, who, again, is just a, a showstopper. But Rosie Dillon and Liv Vesley just really kind of went out all guns blazing um, to kind of rack up those kinds of stats. 
and I, maybe it has something to do with confidence against against a team that has has been seen to be underperforming and not playing their best football and they've gone out there and gone well bang um, but yeah huge huge credit to them yeah and um your fave my fave g train tell you what sab got sick of me yelling g train <laughs> <at the> tv <laughs> when we were watching on saturday i cannot get enough of it she is so great to watch <laughs> like an old school footy player right she kicked that goal from it was like 35 meters out and she kicked it and it went higher than the goalposts and like out of the fence out of the fenced off area of the shut out game yeah huge boot oh so good yeah accurate boot accurate yep. boot 3-1 absolute rocket launcher on yep. that boot love her big fan but yeah like you like you say like there's young players for St Kilda who are just performing uh, now i was really excited about saturday night's game Oofed. incredibly nervous are you nervous, Al? Because I am actually a Melbourne supporter <laughs> in AFLW and when the ball is bounced, yeah. and I discovered that quite strongly. <laughs> um, I wasn't entirely disappointed. No, actually, I was really disappointed. <laughs> but I do obviously have a soft spot for Carlton too. But look, Melbourne, I think, did not take their opportunities particularly early in the game. Yeah. In front of goal, they sprayed a couple. Mm. Then they lost two players to injury, so they're down two rotations in that heat in Alice Springs. But then also, Carlton were supreme. Lelawifi, again, was just cutting off everything. And Carlton's speed on the outside, like their outside run is incredible. And I just think once the ball got out of the contest, that's yeah. where they just, that's where they won the game. When you've got an, an Olympic Rugby Sevens player... One of them kicking goals and the other getting the ball out from the middle and running at full steam ahead down the wing, which is faster than the ball can travel itself. Yeah. Uh, yes, you're worried. Mm, completely. I mean, shout out though to Kate Hawes' goal. Oh, oh, <laughs> goal of the season. It has to. It has to. Be. There's nothing else even close it to that has goal. To be. Get on and vote, people. Like, seriously, I mean, Rocky's Rocky's handball to herself was amazing. And then actually that other one where she snapped it from the pocket was also pretty amazing, but not, not it's not ball. in the same no. ballpark. No. The best was when mm-hmm. she ran She ran off to the bench and as you said, you could hear everything that was happening. And the, as she was running to the bench, everyone was clapping her and the med team were getting around her and then she just collapsed into <laughs> Lily Mithel's arms. <laughs> and she came off, she was just like, Absolutely <laughs> cooked. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. Yeah, I think maybe Melbourne again, another team when they're not allowed to play their style of football. They don't have the answers. Bit more pressure, couldn't quite catch them. Then they just didn't really, couldn't, the pressure, like you already mentioned, they're fumbling in front of goal and not making the most of their chances, which is not really how they've been playing. And yeah. I wonder if that's due to not necessarily having their plan B, B, C and D mm. quite rolling. Yeah. And I think also like the way the game panned out, you know, they Gab Colvin was a travelling emergency. She didn't play. They lost two defenders through the game yeah. as well. It's like maybe they just were off structurally yeah, or something. I don't know. Loz Pierce didn't travel. Loz, yeah, and they're one. still missing Downey as well of course. from their back six, five. <laughs> How many <laughs> they put that stage? game? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think when you'll never know whether you know those outs make a difference or not, but 
Yeah. Uh, you know, if you're sitting at home watching your team on the TV play the game, of course you think that you want to be out there doing everything you can to make a difference. So I really do feel for those players who um, miss out on travelling with their team and miss out on a game each week. It's just so hard that they don't have anything else to do on the weekends in terms of um, playing in a reserve side or anything like that. That's just yeah. a bit of a brain brain mumble for me, but I, it's, it's yeah. something that this season has really, really um, shown us that if you miss a week of footy in the AFLW season, you, you may as well miss three. Well, yeah, it's hard to kind of jump right back in and, and like we've said this since the competition started in 2017, it's like you just have to train yourself back into the team. Like it's really, I mean, some teams are able to set up practice matches with their VFLW teams, but yeah. on the whole, it's just train. Well, Sunday was on the couch again, just in a different location. <laughs> was the cushion okay? Yep. Or, yeah. Well, Caddy and I <laughs> were at a barbecue Sorry, Again. Where was I? <laughs> you were away. You were yeah, well, maybe I wouldn't have gone away if I had a better invite. <laughs> Look, stop being so popular and you might come to <laughs> I our... I actually took myself away, there, wasn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Self-isolation. But it was quite funny because there was a definite footy crew at said barbecue and we were all oh, on the right. couch watching yep. the footy Good. and the rest of the barbecue was occurring around the actual barbecue. <laughs> Standard. Yeah. I'm always in the, in the other room. Cracking game though. Oh, Western what Bulldogs. a game! Woof woof. Who knew they had that in them? I didn't. <laughs> no, we did. We yeah. knew that they had it in them. We I just they'd lost it. We just didn't know when yeah. and how. Oh, actually, we do know. We when do and how. because we've been calling it since round one that they should have played Nell Morris Dalton, and they did. And look what happened. Did you see? Yes, I saw the pre-game yeah. jump and presentation. So obviously. What the doggies do is they invite family members in to present players with their jumper. They couldn't this week, so they had her family on a laptop. <laughs> Virtual <laughs> jumper presentation. Presentation. It was just the most heartwarming thing. But, Hibba, mm. we started off a little chant last week that was very it was very low-key and subtle. We just said, now, 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 now. When she got presented with her jumper, the entire team, they did it. They did it. They did it. They copied our chant. <laughs> if you're listening. Do you think it was us? <laughs> if you're listening and you play for the Western Bulldogs and you copied our chant, you've got a lawsuit coming for you. <laughs> no, the other really cute thing from her family was they gathered friends and family at a pub yes. with a life-size cutout of Nell in a doggy's jumper. We're so, so biased and I'm so aware of it. We are. <laughs> but it's it's because of this. It's because no one else's family would get a life-size cutout of Nell and make it a bit of a shrine at a pub. Yeah. So. Incredible Nell, scenes. Nell, Nell, Nell. Yeah. Anyway. Sorry. Caddy's just, you know. <laughs> Who's Nell? Watching this unfold. Oh. It's beautiful. It's <laughs> such fangirls. Such a... Totally. She's just such a ripper. Can we talk about Izzy while we're fangirling? Oh, well, she I got a Rising Star nomination and I like, I assumed that she would have had one before, but apparently she hasn't. Because no. she missed, what, a season and a half? It's outrageous. Yeah. She's, yeah. I'm so excited to see her over the next year yeah. really come into the game because we all saw what she could do at an under-18s level and oh, it was freakish. Absolute freak. Yeah. So let her go. 
Let's not forget about Fremantle, who actually yeah. won oh, the game. Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Whoops. They yeah. played very well again. Antonio's dominated. Bowers got 20 million tackles again. She set another record. She's unbelievable. She beat honestly. her own record. I just think Fremantle, like, like we've already said, Fremantle and the North, the teams to watch. Mm-hmm. Mm. But again, like uh, good teams, like yeah. even when they're really challenged, they just find a way to win and they, they just did. Like They believed, I think, like, I think the difference was the Bulldogs might have been surprised to be in where front. they were yep. and then Fremantle yeah. believed they should have been in front and that's that almost scoreboard right. lying. <laughs> Plus, Roxy wasn't even playing. Yeah. She's still going to come back and we know how much we love her. Roxy, we also love Roxy, her. Roxy. Roxy. I think Roxy. Yeah. She we're really, a fans. <laughs> we're really um, original with our chance. <laughs> Caddy. Oh. Crows v Giants. On the edge of Again, our once the siren goes and the ball is bounced, yeah. you find out where your allegiances lie. And Caddy, you were had a hundred. You had an orange yeah. heart. <laughs> I was a hundred percent in the Giants' <laughs> corner, and I didn't even realize. Yes. I got a text from my cousin as the um, as the siren sounded, and it just said "big big sound." <laughs> and so she's like, "I'm on the Giants' bandwagon." I was like, "Good, Eleanor, we're all on it." Oh. What a cracker. It was a cracker. Lise Parker, what a superstar. These young girls, honestly. So good. And I think, again, I think I've said this before, you know, people keep saying, oh, in five years' time, this competition's going to be amazing. It's, it's, shut up. It's amazing now because these these players are amazing now. She's 19 and she's absolute superstar. 30 disposals. Amazing. Try and catch her. I don't think you will. Staunton, another couple of goals. Did you see her post-match interview? No. Okay, so. (laughs) Fill me in, Hiva. Tell me more. It was really, really cute. At the end of the game, the camera was on Cora Staunton and the siren blew and she put her arms up in the air with two fist pumps and yelled at her, yes! And then bent down, put her hands on her knees and was like trying to suck in the air and it was just like, you know, it was like she just won a grand final. And Sam Lane dragged her across and said, you know, what does that mean to you? And she's like, I just don't understand. It's such a big game for the club. (laughs) (laughs) Wow, your accent. It's just an enormous game for the club and, you know, I'm so proud of these girls and they just gave 100% of what they had on the park. I don't even know if that's what she said, but essentially <laughs> that was her message. I and thought she was in the room for a second. That's amazing. <laughs> yeah. Cora, is that you? No, wait, that's me. <laughs> Shut up now. Is she where? She number thirty-three. Yes, thirty-three. 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 Thirteen. Oh, number thirteen. So the number thirteen, Cora Starnton. No, anyway. Anyway, Cora was celebrating as if she just won a grand final, and it did mean a lot to her. They'd never beaten Adelaide in the four years that they've been playing, um, you know, two times premiers. It just meant a lot to the Giants. We saw footage of Alicia Eva and Georgia Garnett and Jess Allen uh, on the sidelines who were their travelling um, players just erupt when the siren went and mm. they were giving each other's hugs and cheering their team because obviously there wasn't a crowd to cheer them on so they were doing it all. I don't know. It was just enormous for GWS to kind of boost their confidence and once again, if if there isn't a, you know, a, a a total final series, they've put themselves at least into second position on the ladder. Yeah. Um, huge for them. I think that's, yeah, two wins in a row. But talk us through the game, mm. Caddy. 
It was a low-scoring affair for a while. And it was so close, wasn't it? Yeah. The whole game was real. It was a real wrestle, an mm. arm wrestle. It was a um, draw for a lot of it. And it was a draw at one point and I told Hibber to start marinating her foot <laughs> in preparation for her to eat it after I tipped the draw last Would week. It have to be herb and mayo because I can't do chilli, but yes. Noted for next time. And it actually could have been still anyone's game right up until the end. Thought the Giants had it in the bag, but the Crows just wouldn't wouldn't say no. Um, Courtney Gum had another good game against her old side. The usual, you know, the midfield in the for the Crows were good as usual, but I just think the Giants were just better. They had, um, as I said at the time, the Giants seemed to be playing a bit of a big girls midfield. Um, they had a bit of, they had all their bigger bodies in there running through, and I think. It, they, it worked. It worked really well. They ran through them a bit. Like the Crows have some speed in the middle, but they just couldn't get get their legs out and running. So, yeah. Tate Mackerel also was the other Rising Star nomination. Yeah, I saw that nomination today. That's, Tate's been around for a while, so mm. it's good for her to get a have a great – she had a great game. Really, yeah. She ran through the midfield, one of the ones who ran through the midfield, and she did a whole, a whole lot um, – Definitely stood out as one mm. of the better players of the day, so she really deserves that yep. nomination. Um, and the last game was the Eagles v Gold Coast. And Gold Coast just got it done over there in the West with a bunch of people standing on the on the outside outside fence. <laughs> My West effect failed. Yeah, fail big fail on the West effect. No, yeah. but you. Went with your gut and tipped Gold Coast. I did tip the Gold Coast, but, you know, my, my effect and my morals yeah. <sighs> hurt. But that's okay. Um, I was really, really pleased to see Gold Coast get up. They've had a really interesting run in terms of so much interstate travel. It was really oh, int- yeah. Like, they've just been everywhere. Mm. I was, so, if we have a look at the fixture, they played in Sydney round one, Metricon round two, uh, Mackay. They've played in which isn't Melbourne. Cl- it's not close to it's the not, Gold Coast. It's not close to the Gold Coast <laughs> at all. Same state, but mm. no, <laughs> just not close. They've played in Melbourne. They've played in West Coast. If they go ahead, they play back in the Gold Coast. I think this this weekend, and then in Casey. So well, Casey's geez. the first. <laughs> <laughs> the first. Yeah. <laughs> And it's just, it was interesting to see Lakey interviewed before the game. And um, I think it was Georgie Parker asked him, how, you know, how do you deal with a traveling team? What's, what's your magic to keep everyone together? And he said, well, in my experience, girls travel better than boys. Everyone's just really happy to be in each other's presence. And they get a little bit of a holiday away from their, you know, life. life. Mm. And so they've actually been quite good together on the road. But it does take a toll. I would know. I've been to Wagga. I've been to Wilson's <laughs> Prom. I've been. <laughs> have you been to Casey though? I have been to Casey, <laughs> not this year, but I have been. Um, Kalinda Howarth also kicked four goals. She's been incredible. She's kicked nine for the season now. She has just completely taken Gold Coast forward line and shone. Yep. G Train is in on top of the goal kicking list. I'm pretty is sure. She really? I'm pretty sure. Yeah, she is. G-Train is leading on 10 ahead of Howarth and Duffy, who are both on nine. Right. I'm impressed with the Suns. They've had a pretty good season, haven't they? Yeah. I think when we sort of look, I'm sure we'll do a review on our thoughts at the start of the season versus the end, but I know that I personally didn't think Suns were going to do much and they've they've really showed a lot of talent with I guess maybe it's because it's a bit of an unknown list because they're very Queensland based. 
mm. just show we already said shows the strength of um Queensland Queensland footy. Yeah. Um so yeah, really just I'm pleased for them. Yeah. So we're in a really strange place, aren't we? Not just footy. I mean footy seems really inconsequential really, the state of the world. Um, kind of un- dealing with something quite unprecedented. We record this on a Tuesday night. Things, as I said earlier in the show, things seem to be, you know, changing by the hour. As of tonight, community footy pretty much right around the country has been suspended until further notice. I think they're going to, you know, revisit in mid-April, but looks like m- most seasons are postponed until at least the beginning of May. Um, VFL all state league competitions at the end of May. And then obviously AFL men's competition is due to start this Thursday night and we don't know what's going to happen with AFLW. So there's quite a lot to <laughs> quite a lot to digest. I think the the latest is that the the request or the the preference from the AFLW players was to continue playing without crowds and they have pitched to the league that they begin finals this weekend with the top four teams from each conference playing off for said finals. So that would be from conference A, the Kangaroos, Giants, Brisbane and Gold Coast and from conference B, Fremantle, Carlton, Melbourne and Collingwood. I can't quite fathom it. Can't quite fathom the football sense of it and I can't quite fathom the political sense of it and the health sense of it and we're all just sitting here a little bit baffled about what to do and you know will we actually be allowed to do this kind of thing where we're currently sitting you know around a table from each other but in a week's time will this actually be you know banned we don't know the players might get the green light to play a final round this weekend with you know the top four only for it to change next week and they say that you know we can't have a grand final it's too much of a health risk you're going to have to go through all of this again by voting and whatnot or we just call it it seems like it's a it's a health crisis and at the end of the day I saw a really good um, post from Josh Jenkins from the Geelong Cats who said our grandparents got asked to pick up a gun and go to war we've been asked to stay home and wash our hands and I think when you look at it like that and the perspective of it it's a larger than sport thing but then also there's so much sport in people's lives and so it's such a big part of people's lives that we have to look out for each other and be aware that taking something like this away from supporters, from players, from coaches, from support staff is almost as big a deal. I, yeah. I just don't know. This is unprecedented. We've never come across this exactly. before. And, you know, the I highly doubt that the AFL would run with the AFLW players preference you know I just but I also think like for Christ's sake every other major sport in the world has shut down community football right across the country has been told to stop training AFLW players a lot of them work what is actually you know they they go out into the into the world sooner or later someone is going to have the virus in terms of a player or, or, or support staff they're just going to have to call it all off. Well, they said this afternoon that if an AFL-M player got diagnosed with COVID-19, that the entire season would just be canned right then and there. They're yet to have a positive test, but it is, statistically speaking, very likely that that is going to happen at some stage in the coming weeks. 
As someone who lives and breathes public health, <laughs> playing football this weekend is absolutely ridiculous. It's unbelievable what they're doing, that they haven't made a decision on Tuesday night. Yeah. It's just an absolute no-brainer. I cannot believe they're even considering starting the AFL men's season. I think they should play a grand final for the AFL women's, maybe. That's it. That's all that should be considered. doesn't matter about footy players not getting paid, footy clubs losing money. There's people who work casual jobs, who are students, who don't have a way to buy themselves a loaf of bread to eat. I don't care about footballers. I don't. It's a public health emergency and people need to be serious. Mm. So I just think I agree with all you've said. Things can change so quickly. Cannot believe they're even considering it. Get their heads out of their ass and think of the wider community. Um, I'm a big AFL lover. I'm devastated that our community footy has been cancelled and VFL has been – not sorry, not cancelled, postponed. VFL has been postponed, but it's for the greater good. This is a once-in-a-lifetime event. If we all manage to live through it, we're lucky. Yeah, yeah, completely. Think of the people who are at risk and you, if you think of one person you know who's in that vulnerable population and you think about them potentially getting infected and not being able to recover or seek treatment because the hospitals are full – yeah. then that's enough of a – well, it's just like enough of imperative, I think, for people to do the right thing. Because I also – Well said, Caddy. Yeah, I totally. I completely, completely agree with everything you've said. And you're probably – like, well, not probably. You are at the coalface working in public health. But uh, it's, it's, so, it's so strange to me because, like, I live and breathe footy. But at the end of the day, it, it's entertainment <laughs> – like, I, you know, I'm loath to say that to an athlete, but it, it actually is. that They're kind of in the – they're in showbiz, really, and every other artist has had to stop. <laughs> the music business has completely shut down. Yeah. Yep. They've lost $34 million in one day, they thought, on the weekend. Restaurants are going to be shutting down from Sunday. They're only going to be being able to deliver food, and even that, who knows how long that will last. Yep. Like, it's just, it's just reality, guys. Let's get with it. Like, this is yeah. ridiculous. And – I also think the if your workplace has told you to self-isolate and to stay home, what makes your workplace where you're sitting at a desk, you know, probably a metre and a half at least away from somebody else is, is considered to be, you know, dangerous for want of a better word. Why is it not considered to be a greater risk to get on the football field and dribble on each other and spread the germs? And I, I know that they might not be affected or infected right now, but we just don't know how it's going to take hold. Why do we want to find out? I don't understand. Why would they put? Why would the AFL even consider putting their product in that situation? I just don't get it. Yeah, product and brand. It's. I know it's a multi-million-dollar thing. You know, money-making machine we're talking about, but it's also people's lives, and it's just. It, yeah, it baffles me. It really mm. baffles me. Yeah. And I hate to say it. I hate to say that I don't want to see football this weekend. Yeah. yeah. I, I, it tastes wrong. But I also don't want someone's grandparent or someone's ill or at-risk family member or friend to become infected and then to become another news headline. That's not what we need right now. I understand the world gone crazy, the uncertainty of living through a pandemic. I mean, it's, like I said, it's a once-in-a-lifetime event. It's highly unlikely someone else in our lifetime will experience something like this again. And there are no answers and there's no clear way. There's a whole bunch of really well-researched, you know, um, positions put forward 
and how the government chooses to act on those is obviously, you know, a work in progress. But the shops are empty. People are so scared. Everyone's getting different advice from their workplaces. I know that people rely on sport a lot and like that's true, like I do as well, as well as using sport, going to the gym and whatnot. But I just think like I hope that we can all just band together and just do what's right for humanity at this point. It's a couple of months of pain. That's it. Yeah. It's just something I think that we need to ride out and I and I know that the AFL it's a it's a the AFL in itself is a is a multi-million dollar business billion dollar business but the industry around it is so huge and employs so many people so i mean the if it if it not going ahead the ripple effect is going to be enormous i mean you know to a certain extent like i'm worried about my income over the next few months too like i'm a i'm a sole trader freelancer um any, anyone's got any work going <laughs> send, <laughs> Hit Alan, me up. <laughs> send Alan an email still looking for a Give job also uh, Give her as well we're very creative people um i'm not creative I'm fine. <laughs> but i think i think gil said it in his press conference the other day footy will survive like we do we always do and 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 i know particularly community footy is very important to me. It's my, it's it's literally my community and my social outlet, and has got me through some really shit times recently. And I'm I'm worried about feeling really isolated by being cut off from it. But I know that there are other ways to stay connected, and we can, like maybe not physically, but we can still stay connected. We can, and we will. Yeah. We live in this age of technology, like. We're connected every minute of the day. Yeah. This is what the, the panic of people being self-isolated. I've seen more Instagram stories of people self-isolating than I have ever seen of them at work. So I have laughed so hard at memes today. Yeah. Like it's been it's amazing. Been, we need that. <laughs> I just think to reiterate what Caddy said, it needs to be taken seriously. It's a game at the end of the day. And thankfully the women will be getting paid out their contracts because that's what they've signed for no matter of how many games they do or don't play so that's great and we just move forward on to the next thing we move forward on to the next season of football whenever that may be it's about getting out of your house at least you know for for an hour or so a day to go for a walk or run around the oval take a football take a basketball stay away from each other but get outside into the sun and get some vitamin d be a little bit careful, but check on your check on your neighbours and check on your high risk population. Like, yeah, it's just really important that we look after each other. And even that, just like you know, knock knock on the front door. Don't have to go in. Just say, hey, do you need anything? Are you okay? That mm. could mean the world to someone who is a little less lucky than ourselves. We've got to use our privilege for the right things, right? Like we're all a very privileged bunch to sit here and have a medium to even talk on like we've got to acknowledge that and use it for our for good so yeah also just want to say to our listeners i mean a lot of you guys are our friends <laughs> um <laughs> <the> only <laughs> all six of you <laughs> but similarly any listeners out there of our show that are potentially going to really miss footy or just want to stay connected you know reach out to us on social media we're always down for a chat about footy always always so we can revisit old games we can you know strategize we can yeah like this just footy isn't over because there's so much footy around previous footy like why don't they just play reruns of old you know classic games or something yeah, like this, i would bloody love that yeah like totally let's bring back 1995 season yeah. <laughs> 
What about the year 2000? Replay. That was a good one. Nah. 1990. Uh, over- overrated. 1990, 2010. <laughs> you know. Oh, 2020 was meant to be. Yeah, Collingwood's Collingwood's year. year. Yeah, we're not talking about it. But something that I mentioned to you today, Hibba, you are rehabbing from a knee injury and were, you know, probably, you know, quite unlikely to play this season. Mm. Maybe you're not going to miss any footy at all. (laughs) This is the footy footy gods looking down on me going, hey now, Hibba, cop a break, mate. (laughs) Don't have to go to the gym either, which is a win-win for you. Forced not to go to the gym. Well, if if you say so, if you say so. Still have to run that fartlek though. Still have to run that fartlek. Still got to get in those body weight sessions. And today, my dad, uh, who is my physio, graduated me to the green restrictive thing band thing, Ooh. which is a big deal. That is. Uh, got the old quad working today under my desk at work, which I don't know if I'll be there much longer, but (laughs) because we're one shutting down and two infected. But anyway, (laughs) yes, Alison, I think you raise a very good point. And this is what I was getting at before with like Nina Morrison and all the girls that have copped an ACL this year. We are in this together, Mm. pandemic or not, rehab is is our time. Now is our time. Also, shout out to... Sarah Lampard, really mm. so just gutted for her. Mm. It's her second. It's her second. It's just shit. Yeah, so we'll be interested to see what precautions are put in place next season for Melbourne um, and all the clubs, to be honest, because there oh. have been, you know, I think one at most clubs uh, yeah, this year. Yeah, it's just crap. So, alas, we sound like a broken record. 2020, does it yeah. go in the bin or? Yeah, chuck it. <laughs> yeah, I know, because 2019 was spectacularly <laughs> shit. <laughs> oh, yeah. This has just gone a whole new I had level. no idea 2020 we could be possibly worse than Fires, oh. flood, this is coronavirus. Like end of days shit. Yeah, like there's some locust plague in the Middle East or something, isn't oh. there? I thought something about Mercury and the moon and something <laughs> had finished. Someone was telling me about coastal. Retrograde. Yeah. Retrograde and something, something. I thought it was over. I was ready for a, a fresh start. Alas. Um, just to lighten the mood. I have a fun fact. Yes. Thanks. Please, Hibba. We need a fun fact. It and needs to be extra fun. Well, okay. So, I've got a fun fact about pandemic. <laughs> <laughs> I promise I'll have another fun fact after this for you. But, guys, in World War Two, a man named Eugene Lezawalski who was a Polish uh, doctor, saved thousands of people from Poland and German Germany because he created a fake epidemic which played on German phobias about hygiene. <laughs> so essentially scared the Germans into not taking certain people away from their families because they had this fake disease. disease. And he saved thousands of people. <laughs> wow. Yeah, so helped a lot a lot of a lot of Poles uh and, and Jewish people in the Holocaust. Thanks to a fake fake disease. Epidemic of a disease. So thank you, Eugene Lezavalski. Huge. Well done. Huge. Mate. You, <laughs> huge huge from huge. <laughs> <laughs> oh <laughs> Heba, while you're looking for another fun fact. Smoons is on her second last roll of toilet paper. <laughs> SOS. <laughs> it's, oh getting, no. it's getting real worried. I think I'm going to nick some from work tomorrow because I don't know when I'll be back. Well, I'm working from home. <laughs> this is a problem. Actually, 
Fun fact. Yeah. Fun fact is there's no toilet paper shortage. It's just weirdos keep buying it. It's- Can I just say one thing, actually? And this is something I'm encouraging my staff to do at work as well. Can we all please go denote blood before we get locked down? Mm-hmm. Because there's people who need blood and plasma every single day. Yep. And I went to book in my next plasma appointment today and there are usually no spots and there was nothing but spots left, which yeah, right. people are scared. And can we try and do a little bit of social responsibility before we can't anymore? Mm-hmm. Thank Good you. caddy. Good from you. Good karma. So... Today on eBay, Smirnoff, you could buy 20 rolls of Quilton three-ply toilet rolls for $145. That is absurd. I don't even need three-ply. Wait for it. Double that value. 24 Quilton rolls of toilet paper (laughs) were on bid with seven bids for $1,000. That is. And $25. I try not to use this word on the podcast, but that is fucked. (laughs) One thousand dollars. That's forty-two dollars per roll. I don't know about you, Al, but I can't afford forty-two dollars for not a for roll. toilet paper. Nah. Guys, just get in the shower. I don't know what you want. Yeah, about. no, I know it's true. <laughs> Honestly, we've been sent in a review. Another one. We have. What? It's not actually on iTunes yet. Oh. They're a little bit nervous about actually posting it. Is that because they're not funny? Quite possibly. Oh, no. What is it? From a a mysterious poster. This is a great podcast. The hosts deliver an impressive insight into the women's footy league with plenty of laughs along the way. (laughs) They're not the best at tipping, however. The only thing they do more consistently than tip incorrectly is give Meg Mac (laughs) shout-outs. That's you, Alison. Very entertaining nonetheless. Great job. <laughs> and That's what is their correct. what is their username? <laughs> well, in my phone they are Sab the best guitarism. <laughs> Don't know who that could be. No. Mystery. 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 Just popped up in my phone one day. At least we know one person's listening. Yep. Or is she? I don't know. <laughs> I think she listened to last week's podcast about an hour ago, so <laughs> At least she's listening. She's the sixth. So it brings us to tips. Don't know quite what to do. If the season were to end tonight. <laughs> you don't well, you can't remember who you tipped and I remember who I tipped, so I'm gonna count them and then I win. So I tipped I I do remember who I tipped and I got five this week. Alright. Smirnoff. Okay, so I tipped North. Ding. Collingwood. Ding. St Kilda. Ding. Melbourne. Bum bum. Frio. Ding. Adelaide. Bum bum. Gold Coast. Ding. La, 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 la. <laughs> That's quite on key. It's official. We've lost the plot. Caddy. <laughs> Caddy, who did you tip? North Melbourne. Ding. Collingwood. Ding. St Kilda. Ding. Melbourne. Ding. <laughs> Fremantle. Ding. The draw. I mean, it was pretty close. And the Suns. Ding, 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 ding. How's that? It's pretty good. Pretty bloody good. Who wants to do mine? What about sound effects? What about you, Kimber? I tipped North. Ding. (laughs) Brisbane. (laughs) (laughs) St. Gilda. Why is this so funny? (laughs) St. Kilda. Ding. 
Uh, Melbourne. <laughs> <laughs> Fremantle. <laughs> Ding. Adelaide. <laughs> Gold Coast. Ding. La, 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 la. <laughs> no, we should start this AFL How Life I wasn't musical. actually. I was just concentrating on my dinging. How many was that? Uh, I got four. Four. So, Caddy, you're on 22. Oh, yes. Hiba, you're on 25. I'll take that. Smirnoff, she's making this up. <laughs> 28. No, you're not. <laughs> I was 23 last week. I got five. So, season's finished. Smirnoff wins the tipping. <sighs> Still don't know what you win, but that's okay. No one's a winner here. No. The winner is no football this weekend. Yay. Well, at the start of the season, if someone had said you can either win the footy tipping or the season actually <laughs> gets played uninterrupted, I would probably say the, the latter. Yes. Yep. The footy tipping, surely. Says <laughs> <laughs> Caddy on <laughs> averaging three. We've come to the end of the show. We don't know what's going to happen this weekend. We're not going to put in any tips because... We don't know if there's a game this weekend. Yeah. So tomorrow we'll, we will find out more about the upcoming weekend. So we might have to do a bit of a phone hookup, mm. insert it into the show, mm. do our tips, just kind of generally tr- chew the fat. But we've been recording for an hour and 20 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> Never work with children or animals. <laughs> or Katie or Hiva. <laughs> I reckon you've got at least... 13 minutes of good content in there. Yeah. 13, that's generous. <laughs> Listeners. I'm so sorry. You are <laughs> very lucky that I edit this podcast. Yeah, as I said, we don't know what's going to happen this week. <laughs> but we are here for you at any time. We'll do whatever we can to stay on air. Whatever. Yes. <laughs> say. Yes, everyone stay <laughs> safe out there. Wash your hands. Use your soap. Stay away from each other. Just virtual love. Thanks, everyone. We will see you soon. Bye, Bye team. Will we? I don't, just don't know. We don't know. <laughs> see you when we see you. Happy Easter. Merry Christmas. Catch you next year. See you 2021.